Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I want to tell you guys about monkeyknifefight.com, which is a place where you can bet on props and do so in a much more fun way than just going to your sportsbook and betting on the props. They have a ton of prop-based games at monkeyknifefight.com. And if you use promo code PFF, you get a free Edge subscription, which is $40. So it's basically like saving 20 bucks, and you get to have a ton of fun. Go to monkeyknifefight.com, promo code PFF, get a free Edge annual subscription. Do it. Welcome in to the Sunday night edition of the PFF Forecast. It is week five. A lot of stuff happened this week, so we're going to talk a little bit about Dak and the Cowboys. The Atlanta Falcons, now post-Dimitrov and Dan Quinn, and then we're going to get into the week six slate. Um, maybe we'll talk about Monday night and Tuesday night football because that's supposedly happening as well. So uh, with that, let's rock. Okay, what do, you, what do you want to start with? You want to start with, they're both kind of sad. You want to start with Dak or you want to start with the Falcons? Uh, the Dak one is obviously, I think, more important. Yeah. Dallas is going to be, I think, still relevant to the rest of the season. Um, no Dak means their margin for error is a lot thinner. They're in first place in that division. I think they should be favored to you know, continue to be so, but it's going to be a lot harder for them. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, that, well, first off, it sucks because anytime we saw this a couple of years ago when a bunch of different quarterbacks got hurt and the overall offensive success of the league took a hit and everyone was like, oh, you know, offense is dying. It's like, no, good quarterback play matters, mm -hmm. you know? And Dak Prescott, despite the fact that the team was not playing well, which was largely like really bad turnover luck, he was playing very well, played very well last season as well. And that offense was going to be very exciting. So it's, it obviously, it just sucks. The interesting thing, and this is where I'm going to be, I know I'm going to be frustrated about this in like five months. The Cowboys are still the best team in this division. You know, they, they went out and got a good backup in Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. They have a ton of, you know, weapons. They could be successful. They should win this division. And I worry that during next offseason, there's going to be the narrative of, well, look, Andy Dalton took us to the playoffs. What do we need to pay Dak Prescott for? Yeah, I, I think that's increasingly irrelevant, though. I mean, the the Cowboys already made their decision not to sign Dak. You know, like, the outcome today, as, as much as we might disagree with the process, the outcome today is one of the reasons why they didn't pay, pay up for him, right? You think so? Yeah, I, I, you know, I wrote this in. I wrote this article. You think the reason they didn't pay him was because a freak injury could? Uh, happen? But I don't. I don't think. Well, for one, I don't know if this is going to be an injury like the length of Alex Smith or. It's not. It, it'll be probably a, one year and come back a, and yeah, season ender. But like, but you know, again, you can go to PFF when, when he when I said they shouldn't franchise tag him. I this is what I meant because I said if you're franchise tagging him, like what what happens this year he plays really well and now you're paying a huge markup for him he plays okay and you probably move on from him or something bad happens and you probably move on from him right like there isn't a team in the nfl that is going to pay that is going to not pay dak prescott because of this injury right, right. but do you think it's the cowboys because i actually think i think it's way harder for them to move on from him now if I, he just didn't play well, then yeah, you can. Yeah, but I mean, there's precedent for this, and maybe it, maybe it will steer Dallas away from making this decision, but Drew Brees had the same thing happen to him in San Diego, right? Where they they kind of, they, they drafted Phillip Rivers ahead of him. You know, they drafted Phillip Rivers. He Drew played. Brees didn't get carted off with like the entire league sure, but shedding he, a tear. But he, in week 17 of 2005, like injured his shoulder. Right. And that was, you know, a re now Rivers being in there was a big deal. But like, 
you know, Dallas does have some issues in the salary cap and a lot of the a lot of the advantages that they had because Dak was so inexpensive for a few years are sort of withering away. I mean, that offensive line isn't particularly right. strong. Well, Their defense draft. is awful. I mean, I called Trayvon Diggs a slump buster today for Darius Slayton. I mean, like the, the, the you know. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think the most likely outcome is now? Because I actually think it's still that they franchise tag him again. Yeah, I, maybe. I mean, but the franchise tag really puts you in a in a tough position, right? Because the franchise tag basically said basically says if this guy plays as well as we want him to. We're going to have to pay up. And if he plays as well as he always has played, some other team is going to pay up. And eventually you run out of time, right? And then you get what happened to Kirk Cousins in Washington, which is everybody is salty about the situation and he yeah. leaves and somebody pays up for him and then you start over. I just wonder, because the, the emotional component of it now gets thrown in here. Like there is a yeah. strong one. And it, there should be, because I think if Jerry Jones doesn't feel any remorse, then he's probably not human. Now there's a chance of that, but yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like you can't not feel bad yeah, but, about that situation. But Jerry, I mean, the thing about Jones and I, and like, again, there, there, there's the personal things here, which we want, obviously want to see Dak succeed. And, and we think he's very good, but there's a real chance that Andy Dalton plays well enough for them to achieve some of their goals this year, especially relative to starting one and three. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Part. Like, like people are not going to realize that the one in, Oh, the number of tweets that will go out with Dak Prescott's record and Andy Dalton's record are, I can already see them. Yeah, I don't like them. it. I mean, I, I, I can already I, see I, them, especially after hearing this. And this was, I'm paraphrasing, but Tony Dungy on, no, just, um, just don't. I mean, on the pregame for Sunday night said that he thinks this is a, quote, blessing in disguise because it gets the Cowboys back to running the football more. Um I just like I don't know how that's your take. Yeah, I, that's, that's the worst take I've ever heard in my yeah, entire life. That's what I, I mean. A that's, blessing in disguise that a guy's got a compound yeah. fracture to his ankle. When in reality, I mean, you think why didn't about they it, just bench him? Dalton averaged nine point three yards per pass attempt. He had one Big Ten throw. He was uh, eleven or nine, sorry, nine of twelve for one hundred eleven yards. Like. Dalton was actually a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback when he had, you know, Marvin Jones, Muhammad Sanu, yeah. AJ Green, Tyler good Eifert, and a good offensive line. I mean, the, Dallas, like I said, is going to be fine. It's just going to be a, a collection of bullshit takes about it for the next 12, 13 weeks. But um, I don't know. The thing, the thing with Jerry Jones, and this is a long time ago, but Jerry Jones once fired Tom Landry, who is the only coach in the history of the Dallas Cowboys, and replaced him with Jimmy Johnson. He traded Herschel Walker when Herschel Walker was not only his best player, but his only good player. Mm. And so there, and now this has happened along and, and he's gotten soft. He he's hung on, he hung on to Jason Garrett for far too long. But I think that there is a little bit of, of ruthlessness in him that might make this decision less of a, of a gimme than maybe yeah. we're making it out to be. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I do think there's a much more powerful connection now to specific players than there was in the past, right? Where there's a lot of player empowerment that's going on in the NFL, thankfully. And Dak is one of those guys that clearly the rest of the league respects. So I do think you lose a lot of cachet, but you know maybe he just doesn't care about that. Let me ask you this. If he does go somewhere else, so let's say they say, you know, hey, go, go on your way, where's a place that he could go? Oh, there's so many great places. I mean, obviously, obviously San Francisco has to be a thought. Uh, Chicago um, is one. Um, Chicago would be really interesting. Denver is another one. Um, I think if if they sour on Drew Locke and make, you know, because it's not like Fangio is all day. You mm -hmm. know, he, he's already put two years into coaching yep. Drew Locke. Um, the new Jets regime. New Jets. Football team's another one. Um, because you know clearly they're not they're not yeah. uh, thrilled with Haskins, um, and possibly the Patriots. I mean, if Cam Newton isn't the you know isn't the answer isn't the answer there. I mean, there's so many cool opportunities, um, and I think he'll be so sought after. I think the Dak Prescott contract will make the Kirk Cousins contract look relatively puny by example yeah. by comparison. I wouldn't be surprised if the number of teams that will be looking for a quarterback, which you just alluded to, it's going to be yeah. a ton 
makes Jerry Jones go, oh shit, like I need to make yeah, sure yeah, I yeah. keep this guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean that, yeah, and that, and that's the thing. I mean, um, the hard part is, is Dallas is between a rock and a hard place right now um, with the Zeke contract and the contracts with Jalen Smith and, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. But they do have weapons and some of their weapons are pretty cheap. And I think that's, you know, yeah. um, we'll see. We'll see how, we'll see how good Kellen Moore is. I still think Kellen Moore is a top five play caller. I think the rest of the season, he's really going to be tested here with Dalton. Yeah, it'll be, I mean, if their turnover luck turns around, it's yeah. not like they have a tough division. The division is so bad. I, the narratives are going to be crazy. There's so many, there's already takes about how this is why Dak should have accepted the, con let's not even get into it. It's, it's funny. There's a lot of bad things on Twitter, shockingly. Um, should we talk about the Falcons? Yes. Yeah. The Falcons were, a, were dreadful again today. And Matt mm -hmm. Ryan, you know, their defense finally got a couple stops. And Matt Ryan drove him the length of the field and threw the most Falconist interception I've ever seen in my life <laughs> on Russell Gates' you know, back shoulder. You know what's funny about that is, uh, so leading up to that interception, uh, a buddy of mine texts me and goes, oh, look, they're going to drive all the way down the field and kick a field goal again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he throws an interception. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, unbelievable. the Falcons doing something worse than you imagined could have happened. Can we, can we pause? So obviously that game sucked. Not only did the Falcons not cover, the over didn't hit. Overs were kind of back down to earth this, this week. Yeah. Um, but can we pause? And Teddy Bridgewater played another really damn Wait, good you're game. Wait, mo you're moving on that quickly from Dimitrov and Quinn? Well, no, I, I would say this is the hard part about the Falcons. The Falcons were outplayed in this game, I think. Th this would not have been the game that I would have fired. Dan Quinn and, and Thomas Dimitrov. You know, like this wasn't a game where they they were thoroughly outplayed by the Carolina Panthers. But that's why you fire them. So the reason you don't fire them against, yeah, after losing to the Packers is because, well, the Packers are a better team yeah. and whatever. The Panthers were a team that you have to beat. If you can't beat the Panthers with the talent the Falcons have, then you shouldn't be the coach or the GM of the Falcons. And that's the whole thing. You did get outplayed by a team that was, they picked a quarterback who, you know, it's like, okay, anybody could add Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. They're without the one true. player, their one franchise player in Christian McCaffrey, and they beat you. And I, you know what's interesting, and I, I mentioned this before we came down here to record, was we just saw the Vikings. And, you know, the Vikings lost to the Seahawks in dramatic fashion. And, uh, you know, fashion may be fitting of the uh, the Falcons. And we saw their offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, now improve his team to four and one mm -hmm. because of a lot of the really, you know, smart things that he's doing, play action, motion, bootlegs. Overcoming reverses. what has kind of been a similar set of processes for the quarterback position yes. in Cleveland. I mean, exactly. Baker is a turnover-worthy machine. Yes, and, Baker did not play well today. But they are that. doing things that are and that are extremely sharp. So Minnesota let their offensive coordinator go, kept their defensive-minded head coach. The Falcons let their offensive coordinator go. His name's Kyle Shanahan. I know they lost today, but I think they'd rather have Kyle Shanahan right now. Kept their defensive-minded head coach. It really goes to show the value of having a guy who can orchestrate an offense effectively right. um, with your team. And that's what it reminded me of. I feel badly for Dan Quinn because everything you hear about him is that he's a really great guy. Yeah. Um, and I, so I'm sure, you know, land on his feet. I, I'm sure someone will bring him in as, as a defensive coordinator. Um, and, you know, he had, it's not as if he was kicked out early. <laughs> he was there for a while. Yep. Um, if you had to guess, what do you think the next steps are for the Falcons? This is where I think that there's going to be some some fun, um, you know, jockeying for Eric Bieniemy. You know, because you look at now, this is not a hundred percent correct, but the the Falcons were of the Pioli, Dimitrov, um, you know, the Patriots mm -hmm. tree, right? Um, very successful with New England yep. and more successful than most New England trees have been, the Dimitrov Pioli you know, group. Um, I think they go kind of the Reed side this time, right? So they think about the enemy. They think about possibly, well, Nagy's going to keep his job because he's winning games. But um, I, I think that's going to be where they push. Now, you see Deshaun Watson. Is yeah, where would the enemy rather go? Is, is on another team that's on a on a 
Belichick tree, right? And so probably I'm, an easier division. Easier division. Very, yeah. Well, two old quarterbacks. Although you know, Carolina looks actually like they have some process in place. You know, they look pretty good with Rule and. Um, but no, I mean Watson's a way better prospect than Matt Ryan at this point. Um, and, and so, but it, it's it's really going to be about fit, right? It's going to be how much power they give Bianami, how much um, you know, how how much freedom they give him to uh, sign his coaches and things like that. So um, it's interesting though. I mean, the Texans are they go offensive minded though. They're going to learn from this. Oh, like, absolutely, one hundred percent. Here's let me let me give you a. a uh, dark horse here ready for this i'm ready joe brady i mean brady's earned it young guy 100 offensive minded takes them takes him away from carolina yeah right because carolina ain't firing rule yeah they're not getting rid of rule i i think that's a sneaky one no it's a great one um and i and it's interesting i think the enemy would probably i just have a feeling that given that the enemy has coached patrick mahomes I think he'll want the opportunity to work with Watson. And even though the Texans aren't as storied a franchise, to me, it just makes more sense because um, he could kind of go in there and immediately do some of those things. So yeah. um, I, I think Joe Brady to Atlanta is... Joe Brady has been terrific. And and you think about what he's done with Robbie Anderson and Calvin Ridley, uh, or sorry, M- Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, you can imagine what he could do with Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. Uh, even if Julio came back, Zacchaeus looks pretty good. Russell Gage looks great. I mean, the, the the hard part about the Falcons is it looks like they run an offense for a quarterback who doesn't have the noodle arm that Matt Ryan currently has. <laughs> but I can't, you can't tell me that Matt Ryan doesn't have a better arm than Bridgewater. And Bridgewater, you know, for as much as I like him, he has his limitations. But Brady has worked around them to the point where that offense is hard to stop. And without without Christian McCaffrey. Without a good offensive line either. Can I give you my favorite stats so far through five weeks? Sure. The Carolina Panthers, without Christian McCaffrey on a three-game win streak, are seventh in the NFL in expected points added per play over those three games without Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. They've been now, underdogs in all three games. Three, let me make this clear. That's not saying Christian McCaffrey sucks. It's saying that we overestimate the impact that he has on a team in fact making him the focal point forces you out of as you very eloquently said a few weeks ago when he went out takes you out of situations where you might do something more optimal like throw the ball further downfield and i i want to add one more note to this which i thought was really interesting ian harditz tweeted this out which was christian mccaffrey last year was the first read on like 53% of targets. Mike Davis has been the first read on like 30. Yeah, yeah. So what you're still too many, frankly. Still still too many, sure. But like that's, those other 20% are going to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore downfield. Those plays are positive EV. Um, Another, another, by the way, data point today, Alexander Madison, 20 carries, 112 yards uh, for Minnesota um, behind an offensive line that isn't particularly good. Um, And like that, I know he didn't get that fourth down and there was a hole for him to have. Um, but just another data point in, like, yeah. the fact that kudos to Zimmer for having the guts to say I look, need to the, take the, the ball. The mistake out. Zimmer made was not going for a two, point, two convert. point conversion because if, if you go for so, just for everybody scoring at home here, if you if you so they went for two when they were down by two in the third quarter, that was the right decision. Then they come back and score, and they're up by four. There's very little probability difference between being up by four and being up by five. There's a substantial one in being up by five and six because if you're in that position at fourth and goal from the five-ish, you kick a field goal, the game is over. Yes, you know, it's not. Yeah, you, Seattle's better off taking a knee once they get or whatever. But like that game's over. It makes it a very very easy call. If you're up four at the time, a field goal makes it seven. seven. It's a st- still the same decision, really. Um, in fact, it it might make go for it a little bit less, uh, you know, more of a of a choice. But again, it's so much different. Field goal is the cinch choice when you're up six, um, and and obviously, you know, being up, you know, being up eight and being up seven obviously are differences, but. Um, you know, but again, like what happens if the other team scores on you, all that kind of stuff. It really, it really does highlight um, some of the some of the differences there. In fact, um, 
when you look even at like if you're up six, Seattle drives the length of the field and scores, like they have to make that PAT in the rain and wind and all that kind of stuff too. So um, it, it was, they should have gone for two in that circumstance. Yep. That, that right. middle circumstance. But the going for fourth down there was the right decision. A good one on Zimmer. Hopefully it doesn't keep him from doing it in the future. Are you ready to get into week? Oh man, uh, week five kind of sucks. So I, I'm ready to get into week it six. It ended up being exciting though. For sure, yeah. In um, fact, in fact, before we get in, to, oh sure. Two weeks six. Where am I? Minus two or minus three? Are we? Have, well, we, have we ruled let, on this yet? Let's. I will let you decide because it's. You're I'm the minus one, three. You're the one that has to live with it. You can either yeah. count the Chiefs covering no, against. I, I don't care. I, I'm <laughs> minus three right now. Okay. Um, but here, here's the one that we did. We did like that. By game the way, over. for those listening, what I'm talking about is we had a gentleman's wager. Yeah. Of a steak dinner on. Browns, Colts. Yeah. You backed Philip Rivers and his dead arm. Yeah. And I took Kevin Stefanski, your boy. Yep. And uh, yep. The, the nice thing is that me being a generous human, you know that when we go out to dinner, I'm not going to make you buy me three steaks, and you'll end up enjoying yourself as well. Yeah, I might. Um, <laughs> I might. Uh, I you know I I might win a couple here down the stretch. We'll, no, never we'll know. see. We'll, never we'll know. see. I hope you got good closing line value. I think I you hope. really did, you really did have the better side of this, no matter how it ended up turning out. I was uh, sharp to the Colts suckiness. Yep. All right, and that total went from when we printed at forty seven, went down to forty six midweek, closed at forty nine and a half. Um, so ultimately, Greenline didn't even have a play on it at the buzzer because it was it moved so much in our direction. Um, alas. All right, let's get to. Uh, well, do we want to talk briefly about Monday and Tuesday night? Is Tuesday night finalized yet? We don't really know. Yeah, I don't. Th I don't see a betting line on Tuesday's game. In fact, I don't even see it on Bet Chris. Like, okay. let's. Um, let yeah. Let's get on to week six. Yeah, we we don't. We've already talked too much. Okay, so um, let's start with. Uh, a game that is definitely a very good game, which is Thursday night football on Monday night football. This kicks off our uh, set of good games. And this is Kansas City lost to Oakland. Uh, at Las Buffalo. Vegas, actually. They've never beat oh, the Las sorry. Vegas Raiders. Man. So. Uh, the Raiders. Kansas City loses to the Raiders. They are in Buffalo uh, on Monday night next week. What did you have this at? I said... Uh, Saturday, I guess Buffalo would be plus three and a half. Okay. I said plus four and a half. Yeah. Do we see a line for this? We don't, right? There's no. I don't. Um, bet, Chris, please hold. Let me take a look at. Do you think there's even a chance they would have one given all that's happened or not happened? Well, here's the only reason I think they would is that Buffalo doesn't have. It's not like Tennessee, right? Um, yeah, there are some like rest related variables. That I, I do feel see like... one. Okay, what do you say? Pre Sunday Night Football, Kansas City minus three, even odds. Okay, so minus wow. So that's so that's even less than three and a mm -hmm. half. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you take from the Chiefs this week? I mean, I obviously I, I think they thought they were going to blow the. It doors was a sandwich off. game, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, and that was, I think, where why the betting market saw a ton of support on the Raiders late, and that was why. I mean, our model liked the Raiders, um, and I, but I wasn't confident in it because I didn't know if Derek Carr and company could keep up. Now, the one thing our friend Saran Petro, you know, he he was like, you know, they look a little out of shape on defense. And it, it does make sense. I mean, Ward was out two weeks with a broken hand. Rashad Breeland was out four weeks with the suspension. And they look slow on the back end of the yeah, second. Yeah, they got toasted by And, and I think, like, the time – there are – I'm trying to think of, like, you, you, you know, your Lakers just won the championship. There's always, like, these, like, bench players that, like, you can't play against some teams because of matchups. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Daniel Sorensen just can't play against speed teams. Like, can't. Darren Waller was absolutely abusing him all yep. game. And – the times you got him against slot players too it was just unbelievable. So it was a bad it was a bad spot for Kansas City. They played poorly and like to the Raiders' credit on defense, they made Mahomes earn every throw. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was whirling and derbing all around. You know, three point one like five time to throw in that game. Guys weren't getting open, even though the Raiders' secondary is horrible. 
Um, I can I can I just say it. something real quick? If this is three, I will be betting the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Yeah, I think. I mean, look, we have Buffalo at three points better than the average team on a neutral field going into this week. Kansas City nine point six. So let's give them like maybe so a half point reduction here. Right. Buffalo's going to play on Tuesday potentially. Right. Okay. Then they've got to turn around, go back home, and play. Kansas City, I think, will rebound well from a loss to the yeah. Oakland Raiders. I'm just going to say that's my yeah, yeah that's my guess. Yeah. Well, and they'll have more rest. They'll have some time off. I don't think that Buffalo beats you with speed as much as they beat you with physicality and tact, which is more up on the Chiefs' alley defensively. Um, and this is this becomes a massive game for Kansas City in terms of the playoffs. Right. Now. So yeah, because Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo does have a hard schedule coming forward, but they're a half game ahead of you. So you need to, and not only that, but now you're behind Pittsburgh, you're behind Tennessee, you know, whoever wins on Tuesday, you're behind that team. Um, So yeah, it's a big game. All right. Next up on our list of uh, interesting, exciting slash good games, we have, and I put this one in here. I don't know if I like actually intend to keep it in. Um, but that's Houston at Tennessee, which I oh, think sure. is a compelling game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had, and I'm guessing there's no line for this, but I had Tennessee minus three and a half. I had the same as you as guest yesterday or Saturday. Um, there's no lineup uh, on Beck Chris. I would imagine you could probably find a similar line to the one you've just found. Uh, let's see here. Which... If it's at plus three and a half, I mean, you just it's just right, begging no people line. to bet Houston, no right? Yeah. I mean, Tennessee has been massively underwhelming. Not COVID issues aside, yeah. right? I'm really interested was, to see how they play on Tuesday. I mean, it was funny when they when Sunday Night Football put the undefeated group of teams up there and you said, well, actually, Tennessee lost to COVID-19. So I don't know why they're, they're up there. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. This might be... Uh, the game of the Sunday slate, which is Green Bay at Tampa Bay. I'm I struggled with this a lot, so I'm very curious what you ended up uh, with this number at. I had now I was I said Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Wow. So I guess neither of us are willing to go outside of three, but I said Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Yeah, I was mostly looking at the look-ahead line and thinking this is going to stay the same because neither team. Mm-hmm. Now, the line currently is Green Bay minus one, minus 121. So you're basically, you're more right here. The The markets like Green Bay way more than they like Tampa Bay. Um, well, Does that I'm, surprise you, though? No. Green Bay's just been drumming people. You'd assume they get Devontae Adams yep. back. And Tampa's got a good defense. Um, they lose Vita Vea. Uh, offensively, they'll be healthier. They'll have 10 days off. You imagine Chris Godwin will have played or will be playing. Um, Green Bay's defense has not been tested much. Um, and when they have, you know, New they, Orleans they put up great. 30 against them. In fact, them. they entered this week with a worse EPA per play allowed than the Seahawks, which I thought was funny. Yeah, I mean, they're... So somebody asked me when I put out the top coaches in the league why I didn't have Schottenheimer and why I didn't have Lafleur. And I think it's pretty clear why I didn't have Schottenheimer after tonight's game. Mm-hmm. It was a disaster in many ways. But Lafleur, I feel like, is it really him being a tactician or is it really just Rodgers being awesome? And I feel like it's Rodgers. And you're going to want to give some credit to Lafleur for making that Finally work. getting him to buy in. Right. And I think that's fair. Um, it's certainly fair. I think that's a, it's a fair criticism and it's easily explained, right? Like... Stefanski is in there because he's overcoming Baker Mayfield, right? Lafleur not making the you know still being good but not making that top five is because he does have Aaron Rodgers making throws at a ridiculous level, right? Hasn't even made a turnover worthy play yet. Um, okay, so if it's what did you say it was one and a half, one yeah trending one and a half basically yeah, um, and in fact on on bet Chris yeah my it's minus one and a half minus one twenty. So it's just moving on to Green Bay. Yeah. If this gets to three, are you taking Tampa at home? I think so. Yeah. 
This this is an interesting one. I wonder it's tough, why. Though. So so here's a question. Like the NFL the NFL schedule has gotten a lot more fair. There's a lot fewer like egregious um badnesses in it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think this is a little unfair to Green Bay and Tampa? So you make Tampa play on a Thursday night and the 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 rub is hey, this team gets a 10 days rest against a team that gets a 7 days rest. Well, that's not the case. You, yeah. you get 10 days rest against a team that has a bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're Green Bay, you're like, look, I get a bye, and either the other team against me has a bye, or they don't, but this is somewhere in between. So this is like a half-bye thing. Of all the weird. unfairnesses that'll happen this yeah. year, this one does not yeah, matter. That, uh, it is, yeah. it is kind interesting. Kind of weird that. to me. It is interesting. Um, I, man, that's an exciting game, though. It should be good. I mean, if... if Brady's never... How many times has Brady lost two games in a row? It's not very often. This podcast, beautiful podcast that it is, is brought to you by pristineauction.com. Check out their daily auctions that start at just $1. Bids over... Bid on over 8,000 football items that are up for auction. Pristine Auction guarantees authenticity on every product. That's kind of a big deal. Use promo code PFF and get $10 off your first invoice. And on this very podcast, we're currently giving away a signed Lamar Jackson jersey. If you rate and review this podcast with a five-star review, we'll pick one of you next week to be the winner. Or next week, one of these weeks, we'll figure it out. Just do it. If you like this podcast, you'll probably like a podcast with a duo that's slightly more famous than us. And that's Chris Collinsworth and Richard Sherman on the Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman. They uh, talk about what happened in last week's games, plus all of the interesting things that only those two guys can actually comment on. It's a really, really interesting conversation. This coming week, uh, rumor has it that Al Michaels will be joining them on the podcast. So you'll probably want to go check it out. The Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman. You find it wherever the heck you get your podcast. Subscribe and enjoy. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. uh, Next one. So I put this in here. Uh, as the group in the group of like good games and now the Niners don't look like they're a little worried in a, huh? in a primetime game but this is the Sunday night game it is the Los Angeles Rams in San Francisco against the San Francisco 49ers yeah. okay um I do want to talk about San Francisco here for a second because I think the Rams destroying the hapless Washington football team the only noteworthy thing in that is Alex I'm Smith so glad that Alex Smith survived I wanted him to get taken back out because they had no shot. Like and it was rainy and it was weird, awful. And, so yeah. thank God he survived. Um, I, I I had San Francisco before this disaster, favored by two and a half. Yeah. So and this was my pro- thought process too. So L- San Francisco is favored by three on the look ahead. I thought that they would. I thought Miami would cover. I didn't think they would win outright, let alone blow the right. blow the doors off them. So I also said San Francisco two and a half, and it is currently LA minus three, <laughs> minus one seventeen. This thing has moved six points based I, upon that game. I, I see minus one twenty two. <laughs> like it's, it, I mean, it's um, that's incredible. I mean, you have to take the Rams, or sorry, you have to take the Niners with the yes. points, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. You just you bury yourself there. So who starts a quarterback for the Niners? Oh, it's Jimmy G. Jimmy it G's is. not that bad. It he is. just sucked today. Who said this was? I I didn't think it would be this bad. Okay, obviously, but I was not confident at all in Jimmy G coming back and being like and having it figured out. I just was not. And um, that was clearly the case. They were not like good though today. Like Renner on the on the pregame show was like, "Oh, they're going to out physical Miami." Miami just beat the shit. Like they yeah. did everything to them. I think we should give Brian Flores some credit. He yes, that team plays their ass and off. and they're they're mess- they have Houston's pick. Yeah, like they're just they're going to be pretty good, man. And they haven't even played Tua. Like that's the thing. Like Fitzpatrick looked like Joe Montana today, and they have any. They got Steve Young, the lefty behind him, and he's not playing. And like th- this is how is this go? Could it have gone any better for the Dolphins so far this year? No. Maybe <laughs> winning at home against Buffalo. Maybe then you're in the race. But the AFC is so bad. Yeah, but you kind of want a decent pick next year, anyways. Yeah. So I mean, like, the the only thing that's in their way for the playoffs is how good the AFC North is, right? The the uh, Browns. Steelers, Ravens, um, because otherwise you'd be firmly in contention, right? What do you make? Yeah, no, I, I'm 
I'm with you there. What do you make of the Rams so far? Like, do you think you know anything about them? No. I yeah. well, I know that Jared Goff is gonna is gonna have a horrendous Jimmy G against the Dolphins type of game, one of these games, and it might be Sunday or next Sunday night. The Niners' defensive regression, though, is yeah. something to behold. Yeah. Okay. Here's the question. Let's call this three and a half, just for for okay. let's say for sake. Sunday night football game. Total on this game's 49. Do you think that the betting market just all week? Like I think I think sharp betters will eventually bet this thing back to three even. But if if like do you think it, it gets like there are dummy bets to get it out to like three and a half, four, and then people just come in much like they did on Minnesota this week, much like they did on the Raiders, like they just come in and pound the underdog here, looking at the overreaction. The underdog at home, Kyle Shanahan, I, I, absolutely. And I think that Richard Sherman will be back for this. Well, game. We should ask him. Well, we have a good vibe I, with I him. think that Chris will ask him on yeah. Tuesday. If you are not tuning into that podcast, you should. Al Michael is going to be on. Al will ask him. I know that. Um, and that will help. I mean, they had Brian Allen out there, and that was... Yeah. Well, the offensive line for the Rams is still a problem. Um, the The receivers are good, but not as good as they once were. And the, it seems like Higby has come back down to earth. Now, Everett had a good game, or at least a good, good couple plays here. But I think the Niners, if they can get Sherman back, uh, Witherspoon was in... Or not Witherspoon, but... Uh, uh, Mosley was in concussion protocol well, without like the Rams don't have as good of receivers as the Dolphins. Here's the thing. Here's what I will say about the Rams is that it, the Dolphins certainly are weak in the middle of the field. The Rams are really weak. I mean, they don't have a linebacker that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got that. Anyone Car should be Micah playing. Micah Parsons or whatever his name is, or <laughs> not Micah Parsons, yeah. but yeah, they they just have nobody. Micah Kaiser is his name. Yeah, I remember they had Micah he, Parsons in better shape. He screwed up our uh, he screwed up our fantasy projections here. So so bad early on. So I I th to me the the Niners this should be another favorable matchup for them. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm willing to put that on the list. Okay, I think. We've Next. gotten a lot of good closing line value. We have not gotten these picks to land that, that well. We're 500 if you count the, you know. and But we have gotten an average of like a half a point of closing line value. So that's like what you want to be doing here because if you don't like the game, you can get off of it by the time you're, sun, you know, you're here on Sunday. Um, but um, I think if you get San Francisco at plus, plus three, even money or plus three and a half, you'll eventually get a, be able to get a better position on Sunday. Next game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. This will be a good one. This is going to be a good game. Uh, Would you have it at? Four and a half, Pittsburgh. Okay, I had Pittsburgh three and a half. It looks like the line's not up because Mayfield probably broke a rib. Uh, negative was the uh, return okay. of the extra. Because it's not up on Bet Chris, but that... I see four and a half. Okay, so we're both... The look ahead was four. I... Our models liked Philly this week, and they almost ended up covering. They almost ended up winning out outright if, if uh, yeah, I mean, they would have hit they, a long kick. Yeah, they should have covered. They just yeah, didn't yeah. cover Chase Claypool. Yeah, four <laughs> times. Um, but I said this on the show. I can't remember which show I said this on, but I thought Pittsburgh was the best survival pick of the week. I thought there was no way they were going to lose to Philly. Like, I, I was like, they, Philly, like, Wentz actually played good. I mean, there were obviously awful throws mixed in there, as he is wont to do. But they were more live than I thought that they would be. Um, so I, I, that's where I guess the model was you know, right in some sense. Like they, they were far more competitive than I gave them credit for. So four and a half. If I knew if Mayfield were healthy, I think I would take Cleveland there. In this situation, though, I... I want nothing to do with this game. I, there's no chance in hell that I'm taking Four Cleveland. and a half is like the perfect number for this game. Because Big Ben and Baker have, I think, equal propensity at this point in their career to throw this game away and cause variance where I'm just not comfortable betting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And they both have really good weapons. Um, Pittsburgh's weapons, I mean, they remain undefeated drafting wide receivers, it appears. And, you know, Cleveland just takes every, they turn every stone 
to try to get an edge on offense. And it's so much fun to watch. I mean, honestly, it's really hard to fathom how they couldn't even cover the spread in week one, how atrocious they were. <laughs> because Baker hasn't gotten that much better. He's been he's he's no, thrown he's some good balls. Worse. He's get he's given his receivers an, a chance, but he's not good. Like he's not good right now. Oh, it's interesting. I, here's a question, just really quickly. If you're Cleveland, let's say you go eleven and five this year and you make the playoffs mm-hmm. and lose in the first round. Do you extend Mayfield? If he continues to play this way, I think it's a it's um it's a Jared Goff kind of situation. Does the does the coach Kevin Stefanski think this is yeah, his yeah. guy to mold? I feel like that's I feel like I hope that's not the case. Like I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he like has equal not turnover played worthy well. plays, the big has time throws. Played well. like, you almost it's almost why remember when we used to talk about like the middle class quarterback bridge contract it's yeah. almost why they should just go into see next season with Keenum and Stefanski basically like look I can bridge Keenum for a year we'll draft you know Brett Rip or we'll draft um Brock Purdy or something like I mean late go first. get Dak or go get Dak right I mean that'd be sweet. it's a really good question though like that's like if the Browns continue to win like this is a, you know, Tyler, you can block this off if you want. If the Browns win 11 games, the most wins since, you know, the 80s, it would do they take, extend it, Mayfield? It would take something really crazy for him to keep playing this poorly and for them to actually win 11 games. Yeah. They're right. getting better defensively, I they think. Are. All right. Uh, the middle class quarterback to the middle class set of games, Baltimore at Philly. I have Philly getting seven at home. I had him getting nine and a half. Wow. Um, and I think the betting markets agree with you. Philly is plus seven. Well, Baltimore's minus seven, minus 121. So okay. it's probably a seven and a half by probably the time. Probably seven and a half. Yeah. Um, I am. So, I, I mean, if it's seven and a half, I've not been impressed with Baltimore. No. It, it's why I can't bet this game. If Cincinnati's team had ever seen a blitz before, they yeah. could have won that game. Their defense <laughs> played, played, okay. played really well. Yep. Lamar Lamar had like four yards rushing today. Joe Burrow, poor guy, man. Like, Well, he made some bad yeah, decisions. Yeah, but it looked like the whole team had watched film of the Jets defense and then saw the yeah. Ravens defense. Like, oh shit, this looks but bad. I, I can't I can't bet the Ravens in the spot laying more than a touchdown because like they're just not in sync. Like Here's, Lamar, is Lamar a good passer right now? He, I don't think he is throwing the ball particularly well at this moment. Here's the worry though, is that Philly kind of has the same issues that Cincinnati does, which is like their quarterback is potentially a turnover worthy you know disaster in those situations um but i think it's seven and a half i would bet philly okay i think that's i'm i'm more of the leave it alone just because i don't know if philly can handle the blitz and the coverage that the ravens have with who they have on the outside i would rather leave it alone but if forced here here's a so here's something about the nfc east by the way folks so philly you know 70-30 70-30 will lose this game and be 1-4-1. One, one. Washington and New York face each other. Well, it's in New York. You know, Washington could end up with two wins after the game. New York won. If Dallas, I mean... Dallas plays Arizona Monday night. Dallas plays Arizona Monday night. You're, you're, almost, you're almost talking about a two-game lead or a one-and-a-half game lead for an Andy Dalton-led Dallas Cowboys team. I'm telling you, man. The, the people are ready with their <laughs> yeah. tweets. All right, next game. Cincinnati, the aforementioned disaster that was the Cincinnati offense today, um, goes to Indy to face the Colts. Your Colts. I have Indy as a four and a half point favorite. Yep. I The look ahead was seven and a half. I said that it would basically stay the same. It has ballooned it's out nine to and nine and a half. half. And that's based on Indy playing the way they played this week. I. I know that Cincy looked bad, but what? Here's why. Here's why this is the way it is. DeForest Buckner is an absolute man, and the Bengals <laughs> don't playing, have a single man on the they, offensive they, line. Their interior three offensive line. It's not good. It's not good. Not. Pretty. And Justin Houston sets a good edge, and he's extremely good rushing the passer. The linebackers for 
the Colts will probably roam the middle of the field the way they Darius did against Slammer May. will be back, yeah. And the, and the Bengals, like, dude, A.J. Green's on the sideline basically like, look, if you're not going to throw it to me, trade me. And he's like, it's like, but dude, yeah, they're no, throwing no. it to you and your, your bun's out there. Like, yeah. I'm obligated to bet this, though, because I was five <laughs> points off on the spread. I mean, granted, I picked this before, and I thought since he would score a touchdown. You thought since he would at least be represented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And frankly, uh, they were going in to cover the spread, and that Mike Mike Thomas guy fumbles, and it's a fourteen point swing. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think having seen this, I would have said something more like seven, nine and a half is. Yeah, a I lot. said seven and a half. I mean, which was the look ahead. Um, Man, the Colts are at home. I think here's my deal. I think Rivers is a little bit more impervious to his noodle when he's inside, right? Like played in he Chicago, terrible. Looked in, he played in Chicago. He played he in looks Cleveland. Awful. Um, I, okay. I, I think let Cincinnati me, plus nine and a half is a play. I agree. For sure. And let, and let me say this. Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. fundamentally, he's they're both not very good, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there's a difference between being like, this is where we got caught in the trap of Mayfield in 18. There's, there's encouraging. Like I, I would say like Justin Herbert's very, very encouraging right now. I, I fall short of saying he's good. Burrow is encouraging very much so, especially if you add it all together. I would fall short of saying he's good in the betting That's market. Fair. Chicago at Carolina. I love, this game. I love this game. I love this game. Look ahead was two and a half. No, two. It said Carolina would be minus two. I thought Carolina would be two and a half point underdogs Chicago after they played Atlanta. Okay. I had one and a half. And Panthers are two and a half point favorites. So this is wow. this is basically me miscalculating what would happen against the Falcons. Like I I thought and that, how much that like matters to people because Chicago beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So people really think that the market seems to think that that Chicago win was super fluky, which I agree with. It was fluky. Yeah, this Tampa is trending Bay, towards three as well. Like the Buccaneers, like poop themselves in that game yeah i mean they, they should have easily won if this gets to three i sort of want a piece of chicago honestly i mean no i'm with you there um okay next up i have <laughs> I, I thought you were more, you were so excited for that game i thought i, I don't know I, the, my, my thing is i think I think the Panthers are like the most mispriced team, but I but I, I share in the mispricedness. Yeah. I was right about them for two weeks, and I was off on them this week by a big margin. So um, I'm gonna like sort of like maybe sit this one out, you know? Okay, fair. Denver at New England. This oh, that's right. Uh, this game, <laughs> this game's still happening. <laughs> Uh, and they moved it to Sunday at 1 p.m. Talk about what a, un, unfair, like Denver doesn't get a bye. I mean, jeez. <laughs> uh, By the I, way, can we, can we pause and talk about how hilarious it is that Belichick in the sort of guise of like player safety is basically like, look, if I don't get Cam this week, I'm just not playing. <laughs> My guys are not risking risking playing another game without their starter for this coronavirus thing. Like, so he pushes the game back seven days. <laughs> Good for Cam, him. Cam is in a Cam is one of those Lakers fans in a literal bubble, rolling around you know the streets of LA today, celebrating the Lakers championship. Did you see those people? They're oh, like in bubbles, like legit bubbles. I know people. it's ridiculous. But Cam Cam hasn't left the building he was in when he tested positive since he tested positive except take that picture okay so we i'm assuming cam will play in this game i uh, am also assuming that stefan gilmore will as well and i think new england will be eight and a half point favorites i i don't even have a guess for this okay i would say new england nine and a half okay uh if cam plays if cam yeah, plays yeah. i mean obviously though shit. uh nine and a half is the line Nice. Smart. Um, I'm not, even though I was a point off, I'm not betting Denver. I think this is one that I'd probably Yeah, we off. also have to know. I mean, I think Drew Locke is in all of our simulations and stuff, but I would be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just a ton of volatility with Denver. And New England, you know, I just wouldn't bet him now because there's just too much uncertainty. Um, I wouldn't bet this game at all. Uh, all right. 
I don't think there are any other. Uh, no, no other. Oh yeah, uh, Miami, Denver got moved. Um, no other worthwhile games. So now we're on to the crappy games. All right, Washington, New York Giants. This is a pick, and if it's anything other than a pick, I just don't even know what to do. Yeah. So the look ahead said New York Giants would be two and a half point favorites. I said that it would be a pick 'em. I mean, stop. These teams are the same. They are the Spider-Man meme looking at one another. Giants are three and a half point favorites. Stop it. Okay. We ha- are we going football team here I with have Alex to bet Smith? The football team. I have to. Oh, is Alex man. Smith playing? Is really the question I have because Kyle Allen apparently was healthy. Yeah, but they didn't bring him back in. Why? Why don't you think they brought him back in? I think it would have. I think. Do you think it? So the optics of it. You don't want to pull Alex Smith and and make it look like a publicity stunt. Here's what I think it was. I think Ron Rivera went to Alex Smith and said, look, Kyle Allen can go back in this game. Our offensive line can't block Aaron Donald. Our whole offensive line together couldn't block one Aaron Donald. You know, do you want me to take you out? And I think Alex Smith said, no, no, I need to stay in there because I need to prove if you take me out, it It, says that I can't take these hits. It looks like I'm just here for show. I'd rather take all the sacks (laughs) than not. Dude, by the way. (laughs) Kudos to Alex Smith. Did what he, a fucking man. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. And his family was there. His three yeah. kids were there. Like, coming out of that game, I just don't think was an option for Alex Smith. I'm yeah. not, I don't think it was Ron Rivera being like, no, I'm a stubborn, you know, and I'm just going to keep him in. His there. family's also wearing masks in the stands, which shows me that they're better than. The, the Smith family seems to me like a all-star group so smith i i tweeted this out i said you know alex smith being eight for 10 for 36 yards is the most is the first normal thing about 2020 (laughs) (laughs) he finished nine for 17 for 37 yards so two and a half yards per pass attempt like 19 sacks (laughs) and he did he uh he he took six sacks jesus i didn't even realize that so dude he got sacked every other play it was yeah so so if kyle allen plays I mean, three and a half, dude. I either, like Washington regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because Daniel Jones against the against so the Washington the football team's defense is way better than the Cowboys team defense. Yeah, like they don't. There's no slump dude, busters on Chase the Washington Young defense is, backfield. Chase Young is eating all these guys. Yeah, and Terry McLaurin's getting open all day long. I love the Washington all right, football I, team. So so far, there are two plays that I like. Okay, let's San keep. Francisco treat. Yep. <laughs> Rice Aroni and uh, and Washington, Washington. You don't, you don't like our Chiefs? No. Well, we don't even know the line yet. Emotional, like really firmly. Emotional hedge. It's an emotional hedge. Just letting it, let it be known. Emotional hedge. You're wearing your Vikings purple tonight. It's not notice. purple. It's it's like the salmon. Vikings purple. That's not salmon. If you're By the listening, way, can we, can if you you're pause? listening to this, go to YouTube and look at what Eric calls salmon. Maybe we need to get him new glasses. What a ridiculous thought. Can we, can we pause so for a second? Can we pause for a second? How, how was I behaving during the end of this Sunday night game? Um, what do you... Oh, you were uh, normal. I was rooting for the over. You were rooting for the over, yeah. of course. As you should. Well, yeah, but you, you know what's super... Like, oh, you're I, trying to prove that you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah that I... I that I, that I liked. A, I'd root for a bet we made with yeah. the, the Niners any day. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. Uh, Atlanta and your Vikings. Not at your Vikings. Vikings. I said... Arthur I'm, Blank. In I'm such coach. a moron. Okay, the look ahead was three and a half. I thought Atlanta would not suck today, so I, I said the, the line would be Minnesota minus three. That's what I said, too. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I, it's not on anything here. Uh, let's see what it was before Sunday night. Three and a half. So the, basically the look ahead. Yep. Um, I was encouraged by Minnesota in this game. The Vikings have played three winnable games in a row, and they've won one of them. I um, I don't think I can bet on the Atlanta Falcons until I know who their new head coach is. I also can't lay points with the Vikings ever. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Alexander Madison was impressive. Um, Justin Jefferson, by the way, as I said on the show... I can't remember which show. But I said on the show, you know, Stephon Diggs had 100, like 100 yards each of his first four games. And he uh, you, off a little you, bit. You jinxed him. Okay, next up. Detroit. 
Oh yeah, the Lions are still a thing. The Lions still exist, and they are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars in the great state of Florida. I had the Jaguars getting one and a half points. I didn't really know it's The look ahead was two and a half. I said Jacksonville plus three. I figured Houston, as I said on the show this mm-hmm. this morning, I thought Houston would cover um, the five and a half. Why is this line? Jackson's, Jacksonville is plus three, oh, there even is. money. So okay. Detroit might be a Detroit's close. Might might be minus three and a half. Ugh. This is a winnable game for Jacksonville. Yeah, every game has been winnable for Jacksonville though. They they could have won today if they didn't. If, remember J- James Robinson just bobbling it all over the Dude, place. That I mean, over was such a disaster. By the way, the- we lost our first lock of the week. It was that over, and I I it was still the right bet. It was. They missed two field goals at the end of the half. It, it was in a, a one-minute stretch, James Robinson on fourth down, they tried to get him to throw the ball out of... Out of Stop. The pain in my eyes. Yeah. Houston Still threw there. two interceptions. I mean, it was egregious. I think both these teams are teams that betting on is just asking for pain. Yep. The total on this game is 53. If you're like, if you claim to be like a professional better, this is the game you bet on because you're like, I just love to stick daggers into my yeah this is like betting up they what they what a what some people really want if you're truly sharp here what you want is like a a menage trois with the detroit lions jacksonville jaguars and the jets so you can bet on all three of them at once that's that's like the the wet dream of (laughs) speaking of the new york jets they play the miami dolphins in miami i have the miami dolphins as a six and a half point favorite and i think this is too short (laughs) okay let me find this Dolphins who? Uh, Dolphins Jets. This game, I believe, got moved. Just got moved. Okay. Yeah. I didn't make my guess, but let me... It is eight. It is eight. <laughs> okay, so there's legitimately a game next week that's being that, that was moved. Yeah. Because of the Denver. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Isn't I mean, that incredible? Dude, the Miami Dolphins are a legitimately good football team. Yes. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I don't think they're good, good, but like they're not Washington. They're not the Giants. They're not the. the I'm f- probably not betting on them as an eight point favorite, yeah. but if it were under seven, yeah. I think I'd bet Here's on Here's a question I have for you Who would be favored in a neutral field between the Vikings and the Dolphins? Vikings. Would it be that big of a spread? Three and a half. Okay. See, I think the Dolphins have graduated from the the miry clay that is the 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 Giants, the Jets, the Washington Redskins or the football team, um, the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, you know those teams, and into this cluster well, that includes Houston, that includes Minnesota, that includes teams that are bad, but could be favored against another NFL team. I I'm with you. I, they are impressive. Whereas the Jets have not graduated into that. They yet. haven't even come close. Yeah. They're, they're not even within the same school district. Flacco, by the way, not an upgrade. Not a not. I wouldn't say a downgrade either. What is what is uh, what is uh, Darnold doing this game? If Darnold played against the Cardinals, what would he have done? He, I mean, would we have still? It would have been the same. I I think that's such a just. They just need knew everything. Like it doesn't matter who you put in there. So the Jets. So the Jets are another opportunity. The Je- are the Jets a better situation than the Falcons and the Houston Texans? You get. The, I assume you get the number one pick. Well, I mean, even if you don't, you get the Seahawks pick uh, for the next two years. You get your pick. You, get, you probably get Fields or Lawrence. You have no weapons to speak of, except for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. You have a. You have I think Mackay I would, back then. so I would rank it. I think I would take Watson and no draft picks and no draft picks, no defense. Just just Man, flipping that coin with Brandon tough. Cooks every week. It is tough, but you're also. I guess here's the t- the tricky thing. So if you take Watson, you have a shorter shelf life because people expect you to compete. If you take Lawrence slash Fields, you have a longer one because it's like, well, you've got to, you know, see what this guy can do. So I guess it's close between those two. All right. um, Last game, Cardinals, Cowboys in Dallas, Andy Dalton versus Kyler Murray. 
Obviously, I picked this before Dak Prescott went down. I had the Cowboys two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I said Dallas be four and a half point favorites. They are two and a half point underdogs. I mean, obviously, we didn't know Dak was going to get hurt. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Arizona sucks. They're not great. They beat the Jets. That doesn't... They beat the Jets. They beat football team. They beat the Niners, who suck. I mean, Jimmy G's... Well, Jimmy G's played two full games this year. One of them, they boated the Jets, which doesn't matter. One of them, they got blown out by the Dolphins. And one of them, they lost at home to the Arizona Cardinals. Have the Cardinals beaten an actually good team yet this year? No. Um, I know two and a half. So it's so Arizona's minus two and a half, minus 120. Mm-hmm. So this is getting to three. I will take the Dallas Cowboys getting three points in this game. If it gets to three? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Hopefully, we go. Hopefully, we'll get it. I don't think we're gonna get it though. I think the people are gonna pound we'll the the two and a half and get we'll it across the zero probably. All right, um, that was our show. We will go home and uh, some smelling salts. Write up uh, our favorites. You should check that article out when you're listening to this. It'll be out. Um, hope you guys had fun, and uh, we'll talk to you on Wednesday night slash Thursday morning. Peace out.